0: special guest, Madeline. Hi, Madeline. Hi, guys. Madeline is our second daughter, and she has three wonderful children, perfect children in every way, right? <laughs> Practically <laughs> perfect in every way. Four, just turned four, and two and how many months?
2: Eight months. A boy.
0: she eight months. Yeah, <laughs> a boy and then two girls. So we love to get our kids on, especially the ones that are married, having kids, because they give a perspective from the front lines about to say yeah
1: they're they're battling the battle right there with you parents that have small children as well sometimes I think we look back with rose-colored glasses and remember it it's probably better than it was and so to have the grandchildren and see our children raising children I'm reminded oh yeah that was hard (laughs) oh yeah my kid
0: did that
1: oh I forgot
0: about that well, and if you're tracking with our pie, if you're new to the podcast, welcome. And we'd love to have new people coming in. We are in the middle of our Family Culture Made Simple series. We've been working on this since about January. Going to go through May as we go through the four pillars of culture. If you go to Basecamp, our, our membership site, you can have a whole, we have courses on each one of these pillars. And right now we're going through what we call relational discipline. And if you think about discipline, you know, what's the goal? The goal is, is that you want to connect with your kids so that they do the right thing on their own, right? I mean, Madeline, have, are you are you getting your kids to do the right thing on their own? We're working on it every
2: day. <laughs> discipling, discipling, discipling. Yeah. You have lots of opportunities, yes, right? Yes, yes. Yeah.
0: And so, know. but the goal is, is that we want to get them to self-control, to go from parent control to self-control. And, and really, when discipline works, it becomes so easy because our kids do th- the right things on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where I just think, you know, the end of Matthew 11, Jesus says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. When things, when we start to get into the rhythms of discipline in our homes, we really do get to experience the yoke being easy because when your kids are following, and they're not always arguing. They're not always trying to challenge the status quo, man, pa- family and parenting become so much easier. So when we did our discipline course, we did seven discipline drivers. And so if you go back to the last, so we're going to name them right now, but we did the first two last podcast. So if you missed that, go back and get the first two. you're going to do the second two to, or the number three and four today, and then we'll keep going as the weeks go on.
1: Yeah, and so just real quick to run through those discipline drivers, think before you act is one, ask forgiveness. Today we're going to talk about act like the parent, not the child. Sometimes we feel like throwing a fit like the two-year-old, but we really should not. And then we're also going to talk about see things through the eyes of your child. And then we're later, the next one's going to be consider natural consequences, life is in the why and let them make mistakes. And I know that sounds like a bunch of words. And so tune into the future podcast and we'll explain all those. But today let's talk about act like the parent,
0: not the child. You know, what and, do we mean? Well, first of all, that can be offensive to some parents. It's like, you know, they can say like, It actually, it, yes. Yeah. And, and, and it's meant to be in some ways, because we do want you to think about quit being a child yeah. as a parent. You know, I mean, and it really relates back to if you go back to the parent to God, you notice in our crazy cool family house, if you go to our book or our our base camp, we always put pursue God at the top, because you will only be as good a parent as you are a a father or mother as you are a son or daughter of the king, Mm -hmm. that who we are determines what we do. And and our job as parents is to grow in our faith and to grow in our self-control so that we can act more like the parent, not the child. So... Suzanne, what does that mean to you to act like a parent instead of a child? Well, so I
1: just, I don't remember who told me this, but I do remember someone telling me this somewhere along the way. And I do remember being offended, but the situation that came to mind when they said that was when a Macy was a little girl and she was full of passion and she was <laughs> full of desire. And so anywhere we went, if she didn't get what she wanted, then she was not only going to let me know that, but the whole store. <laughs> and so she would just lay it out on the floor, yelling. And scream and just have a grand old time in in her passion. And I would match that intensity. I wouldn't lay on the floor, but I might as well have, you know. <laughs> Stop doing this. This is crazy. Why do you do this? Every time we go out. And so that's when I remember being fully completely convicted. That, oh, oh, I'm the adult here. I'm, I'm the one that's, how old was I when I had my 28, 29? I mean, I was, I was nearing 30, somewhere around there and, um, was acting like the two-year-old. And so that's when I first remember that happening for me. Madeline, you're right in the
2: middle of it. Do you find yourself? Yes. It sometimes feels impossible To not act like the child because Because your your emotions are there too and they're valid too. You know, I'm like there. Macy was emotional because of whatever reason, and you're emotional because she's emotional, (laughs) and so it's hard. We had a very similar experience with Everly, my two year old, in Chick fil A. Similar. She has similar fit status as Macy. Just like embarrassing. Just so embarrassing.
0: And goes quickly. Yes. To From zero, zero to yes. 100. So I wouldn't
2: let her have all the hand sanitizer in the whole Chick-fil-A playground. She had already dumped it all over the ground and made a huge mess. And so we decided to leave and she threw herself on the ground and threw a huge fit. And I was embarrassed. And that's, what, that's like where my emotions were coming out is I was like this is embarrassing that you are acting like this. It's showing that I'm not a very good mom. It's showing that I don't have control of my kids. I, and I was feeling frazzled because I couldn't get my other two kids out the door. One couldn't walk. One didn't have a shoes invent, on. Yeah. yeah. And so it just like all these emotions came up in me too. Um, I don't think I, I'm an internal processor. And so I don't think I externally said anything. I just went in the car and like, Cried, I think, like that was really bad, you know. But it's just really hard when I when I feel like, or at least I feel like it's really hard as a mom because I'm like, like I don't, not trying to act like a kid, but I have actual emotions that come up too, and so taking those captive or taking control of those are really hard, especially when. You haven't slept in eight months and you probably haven't eaten that whole day and right you've been running around like a crazy person and your husband sends you a text that says hey will you put this out on the french porch because we're selling it on facebook marketplace and you're like i'm so maxed out i don't have the space and energy to like take care of my emotions when my toddler's freaking out you know well, and then
1: you even had an expectation you were gonna have a great time at chick-fil-a right? and it's a
2: treat and it's outside <laughs> never the budget. go to chick-fil-a with
1: three small children <laughs> by yourself it's just not fun <laughs> yeah and so all the things yeah no i love that i love what you're saying about out. Yes parents acknowledge and realize that you do have emotions and you will be triggered and your children's behavior will create a, a negative response in you. Yes, a domino effect yeah. even in your emotions and so know that. But when we when we say act like the the parent and not the child is that that you've had a lifetime compared to your child of opportunities to control those feelings or talk yourself off the ledge or, or get into the car. I mean, to, to, to so do... just like
2: recognize it. Recognize just it, yeah. If you're in the middle of it and your kid's throwing a fit and you're frustrated, be like, just have the thought... I Um, am frustrated right? and then have the thought, I am embarrassed and I am stressed out because those are the three things that I cannot, I cannot control the situation, you know, whatever it is. And then you can tell your kid that I told Everly that I said, that embarrassed mommy when you were in Chick-fil-A and you were screaming. And that made me sad when you embarrassed me because I I didn't feel like I was a very good mom because I couldn't help you with your fit. You know, she's two. Maybe she got that. Maybe it went right over her head, but she knew how I felt too.
1: I remember telling my kids when they were, didn't cooperate well in the store or whatever. I remember saying, okay, that was not fun for me. We will, (laughs) we will not do that again. And yeah. so the next time we have an opportunity to go to the store, I'm going to leave you at home with Daddy, and I'm going to go without you. You know. Yay. And so just <laughs> just letting them know, yeah, that's not that's not what we do. That's not how we do it. That wasn't fun for me. If it's not fun for everybody, it's not fun for anybody. You know. Well, and and let's so, think
0: about that. You know. Okay, let me read a scripture here because I think this has something to do with this. I, the Bible, the <laughs> as, bi- the Bible scripture can, usually does. The Bible can, but it, but it also kind of acts like we're talking here. It says, it's in Hebrews chapter five, verse eleven through fourteen. It says. We have much to say about this and we do, we always have much to say about this, but this is, I think this is the writer of Hebrews talking. We have much to say about this, but it is hard to make it clear to you because you no longer try to understand. In fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers, you might say by this time you ought to be parents, (laughs) um, you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's Word all over again. You need milk, not solid food. Anyone who lives on milk still being an infant is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness but solid food is for the mature who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. Okay. So think through that, you know, acting like the child is throwing a fit with the child acting like the parent. We distinguish that by, you know, it's, it's a good thing to tell the kid like you did Suzanne there is, Hey, we're not doing that anymore. Mm -hmm. But if you're, you know, just like we went back to you can be firm without being angry and throwing a fit you don't have to match the fit of your child you can say you know hey guess what we're not going to do that anymore and, and and we didn't with macy actually we made a decision let's help get her through it by you know we we didn't go out to eat for a while because it was it was a troubling situation and it wasn't worth you know 50 to 100 bucks to go have an hour of difficulty you know i mean i just paid for that you know yeah. it's like wow but but even then uh, like with the embarrassment thing okay um, why are we embarrassed? Because we feel like we are not a good parent. Well, right. who do we really get approval from? For who, the mature believer, who do they get their approval from? Mm-hmm. It doesn't come from that other mom that's looking at you and judging right, you. Right. Because if you, if, if you, mom or dad, ever get you, try to get your approval from others in your parenting, you will always fail. Totally. But yet, what if we are a, a child of the King, and we say, you know what? I've done my very best here. And um, I, and my kids still threw a fit. And so I'm going to walk them out. We're going to be, but you know, that, that brings a sense of calmness to you, mm-hmm. mom or dad. I That's mean, we've good. all had situations where we've had meltdowns by our you know children. Hopefully they're not 15 when that happens, you know? And so. <laughs>
1: One of the most impressive things is to see a parent acting like a parent Mm -hmm. when their child is melting down and to see the parent go super quiet, super calm, get close to the child, whisper in their ear. I mean, it is, it is magical. Like I wish I could pull my phone out and record the whole thing and then, you know, send them a million dollars and say, well done, (laughs) good and faithful parent. Um, just because it, it is impressive when we can step into that role. Of, up. It's okay that my child's going to fit. It's all right. I, I know, I know how to meet their needs. I'm not a failure, you know, and if mm-hmm. we run that track in our head.
0: Well, and think about the times when your child, as they get older, they start Coaching you on your reactions, <laughs> you know, it's like, "Hey, Dad, I, I know you're angry at this, but you know, you probably need to relax. I well, this, have some compassion. You know, that person's in a wheelchair, Dad. You know, I mean, it's like, you know, no, okay, 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 okay. You know, uh, but I mean, they are, um, you know, the, when your kids are telling you about it, it just really, you know, I believe God put us in family because we learn things in those relationships that help us to mature and help us to, to, to be closer to jesus as well as to be closer to uh, each other and so what are those situations happening with you and your children that that you need to be and really what do we mean by act like the parent is uh, is just what that scripture says are you eating solid food? Mm-hmm. Are you acting in a way that yeah. you would be a person that's a solid food person? Or are you acting in a way that's more like from a spiritual standpoint, like an infant? Okay, what do you do about that? Well, you get involved in your church, you get involved in discipleship classes, you get involved in a small group, you read your Bible in the mornings, you know, you but do you things talk to that other
1: are, moms that are in the same situation and moms that are ahead of you that have gone through that. before. Dads. Yes, and or for sure, if you're dad, for sure, no, you don't and talk to, talk to your dad. husband about it. I mean, don't like Madeline said, she's an internal processor, um, but to talk about it is powerful. I mean, mm-hmm. to, I mean, she shared that story with me. Like, this is what happened. This was the meltdown. And so, just know that the the things are going to come. And what I love about that is what I love about parenting is that we have the opportunity. You know, as iron sharpens iron, if you will. You know, is our smart is our small children, um, bring up, trigger those things in us, how we respond can sharpen us Mm -hmm. when we do do all the things you just said, Don, reach out, talk to God, you know, uh, give it to, you know, all, all the things when we do those things, then it does, um, well, and and I find that
0: just like we, the example of Macy, it wasn't just Macy other kids do fits as well, but I mean, um, but things tend to be recurring in, in parenting. So what can you do to take that situation so uh, you know Madeline you may be dealing you know with with Everly throwing fits in public and at home and and man she has a high pitched scream <laughs> that can really get to under your skin well just taking that to God and to your husband and talking about, because it mm-hmm. irritates both of you mm-hmm. and saying, you know, what are we going to do about praying, how we respond to that situation? Totally. I think God would get, will give you, uh, I know he's done it in our lives, give us specific wisdom that says, oh, when that happens, we are going to try to do this. Yeah, Maybe that one doesn't work. So then you go back and talk about it again. And so, and realizing too, one of the things that helps me a lot in trying to be the parent is she's probably not going to do that when she's 12 Mm -hmm. you know it it is a season if i can think about as a season and the season will pass then at least i'm going to act on it but i have i can think about oh this is going to this this too shall pass
2: yeah it's good and it says in the second part of this verse similar to that solid food is for the mature who by constant use have trained i'm like isn't that the definition of parenting like constant (laughs) in having to train and so just to encourage you guys parents out there that like, if you feel like this is like, if you're for the first time in taking solid food and asking God these questions and reading your Bible and in discipleship groups, your first time you're doing this and you're like, okay, I don't see any fruit today. Just know that after constant use, you will train yourself to be able to distinguish good from evil. Like the fruit is going to come. It just might take a minute and it, and that's what mom and dad keep telling us all the time as we're raising these kids. They're like, stick with it, you know, stick mm-hmm. with it. Y'all got this stick with it. You will see. Cause it's easy for dad to say she's not going to scream when she's 12, but when she screams 15 times every day for two <laughs> years, it feels a little bit hard to believe that the season's going to end, but just have to trust the truth of the Bible, which is like, as I'm constantly feeding myself solid food and maturing in Jesus, then I get the opportunity to train myself to raise her, to train myself to be able to raise her in righteousness. And it's going to be constant and it's going to be training, um, but it will work. And so I just want to share this. The Lord just brought
1: this to mind that I have said and told so many people that if I could go back and raise any of my children again, it would be Macy. Like I want a second chance at Macy, not because she's not absolutely wonderful, incredible, but because I feel like I missed it. I messed up. I didn't meet her needs in the middle of her fit. I wasn't there for her. I was acted more like the child than the parent. And I got a second chance with Maddox, but I mean, (laughs) he was a little boy and I had a bunch of help and it was radically different. But even as I was raising Maddox and seeing the similarities because they were sensitive children, I saw the things that I didn't do good with Macy and wanted a chance again. And so I just want to speak that into you parents that are raising a Macy or an Everly, you know, a passionate, emotional child just press in mm-hmm. and, and press into with, with what the Lord has for you. It, they are a gift that the, that the Lord has sent for you to learn about yourself, to know mm-hmm. God, to need God, to depend on God. And so what are you going to do
0: about it? I just want to say that, you know, even though you may think like you're messing up as a parent, There's always redemption in the Lord, you know, that you as you learn and you apply. And one of the things we're talking about with culture to people right now is that culture is kind of like learning a language that when you uh, you start out and you're not going to know, you're going to just know, Okay, I need to say the words how to go to the bathroom or how to, you know, where can I get something to eat? But over time, you immerse yourself in the culture and you know how to speak it better. Those things take time. But God has a way of when you point in a certain direction, he redeems the relationship and redeems the child. Just like we were saying that, you know, we we laugh and joke about Macy's fit when she was one, two and three. But. She's an amazing young lady now, and she's full of life and energy. She's one of you know she's our employee, at crazy cool family. And she <laughs> cries all the time, even as an adult. Now she doesn't
1: lay on the floor and throw fits anymore, but the emotion she's learned to let the emotion have motion and flow through her. And she just didn't know how yeah. as a little girl. And so,
0: but but the key is is that God will redeem it, and God, if you're pointing in the right direction and you start to act more like the parents, you'll see great and, and uh, great success as time goes on. And the second one is like it. This one's really hard for me because I'm not a really sensitive person. I tend to see things logically and I tend to see how we're going to move forward. But that is to see life through the eyes of the child. And, um, you know, Matthew 18 says, unless you dramatically change your way of thinking, catch that, unless you dramatically change your way of thinking and become teachable and learn about heaven's kingdom realm with the wide eyed wonder of a child, you will never be able to enter in. Whoever continually humbles himself to become like this gentle child. Notice it didn't say to become a child. And it also didn't say to become childish. It said that whoever humbles himself to become like this gentle child is the greatest one in, in heaven's kingdom realm. So what do you guys think about seeing life through the eyes of the child?
2: This is so ridiculous, but my kids and I have been very into Bluey lately. I don't know if y'all have seen it, but there's this one episode of Bluey. I'm not gonna give you the whole context, but essentially at the the whole episode, but essentially at the end, it's a baby Bluey. It's like a flashback to baby Bluey, this little dog, and she learns how to walk. And she's the mom's been trying to get her to walk the whole episode, and finally she learns how to walk. And her little arms are like it's like through the eyes of Bluey, and her little arms are like. Um, up towards her mom and she's taking her first steps towards her mom who's like in the kitchen doing dishes and the mom turns around and the little sister asks um what finally made bluey decide to walk and bluey and as she goes i think maybe bluey saw or little sister said i think maybe bluey saw something that she wanted and it was the mom like bluey wanted the mom and that's what made her finally decide to take her first steps was like walking towards the mom and I'm watching this episode with my kid's ball. Just like, I mean, like, <laughs> and they're like, mom, what's wrong? What's wrong? And I just said, I said, that's it. I said, all you guys want is us. You want to play with us. You want to be around yes. us. You want to hang out with us. You want to da 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 And I was like, and all I keep doing is the dishes. <laughs> I'm just crying, crying, crying. <laughs> but it, was, that was just like a silly moment where I, like, understood my kids in a way that I was like, this revelation of, like, I feel so busy with my Honestly, household chores the tasks and tasks of life. Yes, and relationships and just different things that I like really what I, I just want to like play with them during the day, but I feel like I don't even have time to play with them because I'm too busy cleaning up after them and I get too <laughs> stressed out about it or whatever. And so I think that um, just like. Things like that. Just like taking moments to like slow down enough to be like, what do you want? What do you tiny four-year-old want today? Mm -hmm. And it it might not be that crazy. It might just be like for you to sit in the playing room with them and play for a while. Or what do you 15-year-old girl coming home from school want? Do you want to ignore me all the way home from school? Or do you want me to ask you that one more question that's going to get to your heart? It's going to unlock something that happened today that wasn't that peaceful, you know? Mm -hmm. Just like Asking the question, like seeing life through their eyes is just understanding like what is something that like makes them come alive. And as a parent, a lot of times the relationship with them, like your relationship with your child is something that can make them come alive. Like really nothing that, that they have experienced on earth yet, especially with little kids. If you Mm -hmm. give them your attention and play with them, it unlocks something in them that just is the sweetest, best thing. So that's one thought, Blue. Yeah, in. no, I love
1: it. No, I love that. I just think that. I mean, so what we're we're talking about here is empathy, and to understand it from their perspective, whatever the situation is, and to see it through their eyes, and so if there's something that they that they want or that and that they're heartbroken about and it seems like it's nothing to you it was something from the dollar store and it's just so minor and you're thinking i can go buy a hundred more of those they don't but that's from our adult perspective from their perspective they, they'll never see it again. They don't have any way to get to the store. They don't have any way to pay for it because they don't have an income, nor do they even understand money whatsoever. So it is an impossible thing for them. And so I would, I mean, I just think that this is one of those things that as parents, if we can tap into this, seeing life, seeing what our children see from their perspective, um, you will we will connect with our kids in a in a in a mighty powerful way, and you'll win their hearts. Oh, you'll trust have you. them. Yeah. Oh, yes, because you're on the same page, and they in their mind, you're on the same page. You guys are coming mm-hmm. at it from the same direction. You're laughing at the same thing and enjoying the same thing, and yeah.
0: I remember we were coming back um, a couple of days ago, and we were talking. Madeline and I were coming back, and in, uh, in the car, and we were talking about how you had told Truett, the four, her, your four year old that somebody was worth 50 billion dollars and, <laughs> and he was trying to grasp the meaning he was trying of to that. quantify you know, it yeah yeah like yeah. how many toys yeah because <laughs> he had like a three dollar toy he wanted or something he's like how many toys could i buy I mean, and you're like okay Trud, you could buy like a a, a the store ten yeah. thousand toys a day you, think
2: of the biggest building yeah. in the world yeah. you could fill up that whole building with that 20 yeah. times
0: you know <laughs> and we think um wow there's just um you know that's that's silly or whatever but in reality, that's how they explore life. You know, kids at that age explore life through play. They relate to life through play. And that's why I think Jesus tells us to become like a child, to mm-hmm. think with with the wide-eyed wonder of a child. You know, we spend our whole life getting the wild-eyed wonder of a child getting taken away from us. And, and I think Jesus really wants us to, he speaks to us and says, go back to that, go, because it's not just to see life through the eyes of the child. It's also to open your eyes and help you recapture the wonder of life. And it makes you a better person Mm -hmm. and it makes us better parents for sure. Yeah. So one of the things
1: I was going to say is if you have a hard time like being seeing life through the eyes of your child, then go back to your own childhood and remember what it was like when the par- when a parent was rude to you or an adult was not kind or, or dismissive or doesn't, didn't value you, or maybe some one time you got your feelings hurt by an adult. Like I have a, a list of like a, a teacher, I mean, just a few different stories in my lifetime that I remember as a child, not feeling like I was um, seen or known or understood and that is what drives me to want to do that with little people. And my mom would say all the time, they're just little people. Mm-hmm. And so to see them as little is they're just little people. And so then you take that. And so t- you take your own experiences as a child and then you try to see it as them. But then you take that and it really is amazing what they think. Like I sit there and oh, watch yeah. that eight month old and I'm like, what is going on in her brain? Like, why did she all of a sudden giggle? And why did she laugh? And then why did she just cry? And why did she, I mean, and it just, I mean, it blows my mind or like Everly's just, just playing or whatever. And then she just gets up and goes and finds her water bottle. And like, did she have the thought in her brain? I'm thirsty. I wonder where my water <laughs> bottle is. And she's two years old. Can she even think at that level? I mean, and so just to, Dawn says all the time to husbands, be a student of your wife. And what I, what this is saying is to be a student of your child, to watch them
0: and just see them well and realize when you look when you think about seeing things through the eyes of the child at every age your child understands more than they can communicate yeah every age at 12 at 2 at 15 at 18 I mean it's only when even as adults we do it as well but particularly with children so when you're watching life through the eyes of the child understand that because it's always you're you're always trying to glean it's a process and it's a and then you turn and speak life into the child and as you see what what's going to help them be motivated, what's mm-hmm. going to help them to be inspired.
2: Yeah. And so when you do see life through the eyes of the child, how you respond, I think is really important to what they come up with. Do you validate it or do you tear it down? And so like an example is my kids, I had a recent, had a lot of sad things happen lately in our life. And I was crying about something sad that happened. And my little kids said, mom, don't cry. Don't cry. It's fine. It's fine. Be happy. Be happy. And I was realizing that like the way that they were seeing life was the way that I had told them to see life, you know, like, like be happy. Come on, let's be happy. Let's happy. So I realized that essentially I was not validating their emotions. Um, as little people. And so I was like, Oh man. And I asked God about it and asked his perspective and asked, and I felt like God said that when they are sad, because I am, I like to be happy and I don't like to be sad. I felt like God said, I need to slow down and really validate the way they see life and the way they see sadness. And so like, instead of saying the words, it's okay, don't cry. Don't cry. We're fine. We're fine. We're fine. I will stop and say, Oh, I'm so sorry that makes you sad. I get it. That makes me sad too. Um, are, Like, do we, are we ready to be happy or do we still want to be sad? If you want to be sad, that's great. You can just sit in my lap and I'll snuggle you for a minute or whatever. And so always, or I do my best to say, I'm Really sorry that made you sad, or oh, did that make you angry? I can totally see why that made you angry, that would frustrate me too. And Everly has a really hard time when she can't get things together, she does that bad scream and she gets mad. And we'll say, Oh, Evie, did something upset you? Because that sound <laughs> makes it sound <laughs> like not that happy. <laughs> um, and she'll, you know, I'll be like, Can you use your words and tell me what made you mad? Oh, I can see why that made you mad. So when you're seeing life through their eyes validate what you're seeing instead of like going straight to discipline or straight to frustration in your own heart instead of acting like a kid again
0: still gives you the right to the discipline right i mean it may be because sometimes you get when you find out it really it helps you to be seeing life through the eyes of the child i think helps you back to number one to be the parent because it helps you to discern really what's going on
2: yeah and when you see it through your eyes it gives you a chance to slow yourself down, like to turn your, your own emotions down. Cause when you're taking a minute to say, okay, why are they screaming? What are they upset at? What's going on? Like, where, where are we off? If you're asking that question before, like, oh, they're just so thing, I just have to, uh, then you can, if you ask the why, then you can take, turn your own emotions down and then discipline and give consequences from a way healthier parental parental and, and, parental well, and that's place. how <laughs> you get
0: you know what Suzanne mentioned on the first discipline driver about when you see that parent that is just in control even though their are kids all over the place that's how they're doing it I mean they're they're seeing things through first of all they're they're um, secure in their own selves. Mm-hmm. So they, and they are being discipled. They are growing in their faith. They are doing things, but also they are seeing things. They're seeing the situation. Great parents see situations differently. Mm-hmm. They see situations through, through the eyes of the child. They see things through the eyes of the father. They see things in different lenses than other parents do so that they respond differently. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so just some goals, just understand the motive of your child, use the power of questions to help see life from their perspective. And then, Embrace and acknowledge your inner child, and see things with wide-eyed wonder. And so, just if you focus on that, and then I ha- we have something you know we say all the time, and I encourage you to declare this over yourself. Remember that God handpicked you. God handpicked us to be the best parent that you that I can be for my child, for your children. And so, you are handpicked by God. He's He has given you everything you need to act like the parent, not the child. Mm-hmm. And he has given you a special dose of empathy and understanding to see things from your child's perspective. Totally.
2: I have a little, uh, homework so that we're not just hearers, but doers of the word. There you okay. <laughs> Matthew 18 says, learn about heaven's kingdom realm with wide eyed wonder of a child. So crazy cool families out there this week, as you're with your little kids or even your big kids our my homework slash challenge for you is to see something with a wide-eyed wonder from the perspective of your child whether it's like just today a little Sebastian our other my nephew their other grandbaby we were all getting ready for bed and he looks out the window and goes y'all gotta look at the sunset and we all just turned around and we're like wow it was a it was amazing but not that climactic like I've seen better ones <laughs> but we all we all freaked out like it was um and so just find something with Wide-Eyed Wonder with your kids. And it could be an adult, older kid that loved a really cool basketball shot or a little kid that like saw a bug crawling across the ground and thought that was amazing. Just look at God's world with Wide-Eyed Wonder with your little kids this week.
0: So There you go, parents. That's such <laughs> fun homework. Yeah. You can do this. You can make it happen. And uh, thanks, Madeline, for being with us. And- we will wrap up this one and be back with two more discipline, I think two more, we'll, we'll see. I, have, we'll I think you're so, right. But two more disciplined drivers next week. In the meantime, as always, go be crazy parents, crazy cool family. Time.